<laughs> Sprightly out of the gates. What's up? Welcome back to another Honeycut Scenario, another edition, an episode of the Honeycut Scenario, number 29 with me, Craig, as your host, as the, the main talker in this virtual coffee hangout we have. Uh, it has been a week since I did my last podcast, and I'm sorry it has taken so long. Uh, I have no excuse. I just got busy, and it's end-of-year stuff, so I wanted to give it a chill and then uh, come back when it was time to uh, get on it again. Today is December the 14th, Tuesday. It's in the evening. Uh, it's been a full day today. Um, the band Everything has released a three-song EP on all of the digital platforms. Uh, it's our first release in about 15 years. Uh, I will talk about that here in a second. But before we get there, in the Outer Bank style, I'm going to talk about the weather. The weather has been up and down. It has been raining a, t a couple days. It has been warm and mealy, which is weird in December. It has gotten cold. We've had some northeast wind, which is gnarly. Uh, and then it's been kind of nippy. Uh, so we'll see what happens with uh, Christmas coming up and the holidays and all of that scenario. Uh, so that's the weather report right now. And uh, then we're going to dive into, once again, the current affairs. And that is, uh, like I just mentioned, that the band I have been in since my youth, uh, the band Everything, uh, which consists of me, Stephen Van Dam, and Nathan Brown as a creative unit, uh, the core production members of the band Everything, um, have released our first music in about 15 years. And it feels great. Uh, and so today has been a combination of letting people know that you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Pandora, and like all the places where you listen to music, you can hear this music. And uh, it feels great. We're enjoying ourselves because, you know, if you're going to live on this planet and you might as well use your talents in something that you love and we love music. So uh, if you're a listener, go out and uh, rock some new everything stuff. So it's a three song EP. Um, we wanted to get together and have some moments as a band, uh, and enjoy ourselves. And we decided to do a few covers, uh, just to see how it felt. Um, we did a cover of peace, love and understanding by Nick Lowe, uh, a song that was also made famous by an iconic version, uh, by Elvis Costello. Uh, it's a really incredible song. Uh, we've, the whole EP is very mellow. It's very organic. Um, the other cover song we did is wonderful world in our own way. And then we redid a song called Time Will Heal Me, which is an older everything song. Um, what's interesting is, is that when we got together, we didn't really know what we were going to do. So we needed to do a project that we could have fun with, and we didn't have the pressure of writing new material. And we could kind of hang out together, get to know each other again creatively, and just sort of see where it, it took us. And, you know, Steve was really big on wanting an organic sound. And we kind of, you know, talked about the music that we liked and, and it just really came back to like three dudes in a room and just, it's really just organic feeling. And, you know, the drums and the guitars and the basic tracks were all just us in a room in Steve's studio. Matter of fact, my, I was outside in his yard on a microphone. So you actually might hear crickets in some of my stuff because I was outside because we didn't want sound bleed. But, um, the drums were all just us having a moment, like playing, and they were pretty much all one takes, uh, just feeling normal, just groovy, having a good time. And and the vocals that I sang, I, I'm not sure about Nate's vocals on Time Will Heal Me, but my vocals, they were all one takes, um, the first take. And 
I, you know, kind of accidental. I didn't mean to sing peace, love and understanding, but we needed to scratch vocal. So I got my iPhone out and the lyrics and I kind of knew it and kind of dove into it. And so, um, it was interesting to surrender into those first takes and build an EP off of those moments because those moments take a lot of faith to believe in, uh, because it's like you want to go, okay, now we're going to do all this stuff and we're going to fix it and we're going to make it bigger. And it's like, well, no, those moments are actually those moments and they actually don't take a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to mix a song, arrange it, make it sound like you didn't screw it up. Um, but those moments were really important and it was interesting to go through this process and talk with Nate and Steve about like what was authentic about things and when something was right and when something was wrong. Um, because, uh, you know, over the years we'd, we just over tweak things, overthink things. And, you know, it was a nice way to come to a conclusion that great art happens in moments that aren't really, they don't take a lot of time to have those moments, but it takes a lifetime of preparation to earn the right to have those moments and almost like an extra dose of something to have faith in those moments. And it was a really cool lesson to remember about making stuff and being blessed to be able to make stuff. And it's interesting because that brings me to a bridge here in the topic, and that's uh, the Beatles documentary called Get Back that my wife and I have been watching um, by Peter Jackson. And it's a, almost a seven-hour documentary, which it's interesting because with binge-watching now, like seven hours really isn't that long, right? You used to Game of Thrones or some or like Breaking Bad, like seven seasons, right? And so we started to watch this documentary, and it was compiled from 60 hours of footage from the making of Get Back, which actually turned into the album Let It Be. And, you know, I haven't really listened to the Beatles in a long time, and, and I'm a Beatles fan in the sense that, like, I, their music is amazing, um, but I'm not really a Beatles worshiper. Uh, and we started to watch this documentary. It, was, it started in 1968, and they were, you know, trying to reinvigorate the band by saying, we're going to write and record an album in three weeks and we're going to record it in front of a live audience. And so it starts off in like new year 68 and they're all showing up on this giant sound stage and they're not getting along. And it's just hours of footage, you know, it's like seven hours total, but it's like just them totally not having their shit together. And it's amazing because at first I was just like, what am I watching here? This is so random. Like they're just sitting around a giant soundstage and it's kind of comical. And it's like obviously a little – there's nitpicking going on. You can see these dynamics at play and it's like hilarious and brutal and chaotic and like nothing. Like there's nothing going on. And it's like – you know, they're kind of playing and they're doing stuff and you start to hear like, oh, I, yeah, wait, wait, does that get back? And you start to hear these little, I'm like, are they rehearsing that? And then it's like about an hour and a half in of random shit. You realize like, oh my God, no, Paul McCartney is literally writing Let It Be right there. And you're like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. And it's like eventually they um, merge into going back to because i think george harrison leaves the band because he's kind of sick of them nitpicking at him and you can see that they do there's like stuff especially being in a band like you know those looks where you're like mm, yeah that's not happening um they end up back at apple studios where they feel more comfortable and you just watch them i mean it's a mess too like their guitars are laying around like they're moving mics around it's messy like they're not together and they're just 
they just start to have fun and they start to dissect things and you start to hear that like, oh shit, I know that performance. Oh, I know that performance. Oh my gosh, it's just happening. And it looks, it just emerges out of this thing and you start to realize like, okay, they have worked their entire lives to earn the right to have those moments. And it just so happens that they're the Beatles. So when they have those moments, those are the Beatles moments. And it, and it reminded me, and so part of that is is interesting that's nested in this experience is like the modern experience of researching as you're watching something. So it's like, what are we watching here? And it's like, oh, let me get some context around, let it be. Oh, they did this thing, it fell apart, they stopped doing it. Then they did Abbey Road, the album in 1969 with George Martin, a classic record. And then they came back. So John Lennon left the band after Abbey Road. Then the three other guys came back and they sent the tracks off to Phil Spector, who put together what essentially became the album Let It Be. And that Let It Be, with all the strings and stuff Phil Spector did to make that iconic album, Paul McCartney freaking hated all that crap. And just like he said, that's one of the reasons why I broke up with the band, because it's just this thing got ruined. And you start to go, oh, okay, cool. Look at that. Like, and you start to look at the Beatles' career, and you realize they did like twelve albums in like an eight-year career, and they, you know, they were a skiffle beat band from Liverpool, and then in like nineteen sixty, they spent two years in Hamburg, which you've heard about the Hamburg years, but then it's like researching that stuff and like the how wild Hamburg was in the post-war years, and how. There was like criminality and like prostitution and wildness, and it was like the Wild West there, and they were having this education playing four hours a night in these really crazy scenes, and you realize like, oh my goodness, pressure cooker. Then they did two albums per year for almost eight years. I mean, they they did the White Album in, I think, 68, and what's crazy too is that as they're working on this soon-to-be Let It Be thing that they had to put aside anyway at some point to do Abbey Road, then finish Let It Be. They were talking about like so the White Album was crushing it all over the world, and they were somehow had released Hey Jude as a single, which became like their biggest single. And you're just it's just it's huge. And so the you know I read an article about them being overrated in the Washington Post. Like, can we just admit the Beatles are overrated? And it's like I remembered that feeling. I was kind of sick of the Beatles. And you're like, ah oh, man, just anytime something you hear too much, you're just like, man, I'm over that. But watching this documentary and looking at the context in which they're functioning and the way they're functioning and the classicness of what they did, it's just you can't deny it. Um, and the other thing, too, and I've talked with some friends about this who uh, really love music from this era, it's like it's easy to forget that in 1968 when they're doing this, um, that it was only 23 years since World War II ended. And that's like a catastrophic affair that almost totally took England off the map. And then 23 years later, here we are watching the Beatles do their thing. And that's a, that's a really big deal. Right. And it's like Bill Clinton was president 23 years ago. The internet was popping off. Right. So it's like, imagine that being world war two and like Hitler almost like crushed everybody. So I find it really interesting to see. But then the other thing is just watching these moments occur, watching, this humor, watching emerging out of all of this kind of seeming chaos, just a groove and a moment. And you realize like, okay, they're having these simple moments, but they've spent a lifetime and are masters of their craft to have those moments. And you capture those moments and then people share those moments for the rest of their lives. So uh, on this day that everything has released an EP, it's fun to talk about the Beatles and I appreciate your time.
and I appreciate you. Check my facts on the Beatles dates. I'm just kind of throwing things out based on my research whilst watching a seven-hour docu-series. Documentary? Documentary series? Either way, be good to yourself. I will talk to you soon.